Hey everyone, welcome to We Used to Be Married, episode six, a podcast about two hot ass college kids who dated, broke up, dated again, broke up again, had a baby, got married, got divorced, and we're still friends. Still friends. I'm Zandy. I'm Jin, and let's go. Let's talk about stuff today. What? Yeah, is- we're talking about marriage versus dreams. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, well, initially, we always thought that it was marriage versus dreams, like you just said. But through the years and life experience, we realized that that's not so cut and dry. And we'll get into that in terms of how we went through it. And maybe that'll be something that other people can relate to or, you know, speak to. So Great. So what what were your dreams? What are your dreams? Are they the same <laughs> as what they were back <laughs> when you were married? What are right? your dreams? What were, oh. Let's start with what were your dreams back then? Well, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what my dreams were at the time. Uh, I just embarked on um, an acting career in after moving to LA. And so having booked a couple commercials, I was like, this is something that I could probably do for the rest of my life. Kind of traditional route, serving at a restaurant in LA. And while you were still in New York, hadn't quite figured out how to do it. I knew I wanted to. But your dreams were to be an actor, a film and TV actor, correct? Film and TV actor, a working actor, yes. And my dreams were to also be an actor, whether mm-hmm. it was on film or TV or even stage, musical theater. A true artist. That's what I was doing a true legit <laughs> artist. Yeah. Artist, mm-hmm. a thespian. If yes. You will. Yes. So, yeah, we both had aspirations. We did. Revolving around, I mean, because we, we both were theater majors in at UCSD. I was a theater major first. Oh, my God. <laughs> you beat me. But, but didn't we take intro to acting? Did we take it together? Oh, no, no, we didn't. No, we did not. We did. No, no, but um. Anyways, I, back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Um, we're talking about how when we got married, and you know, obviously, we got married after we realized we were having a kid together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we we were struggling with this battle between, um, having like a good marriage and family, mm-hmm. and still being able to pursue our dreams. So that's what this episode was is about. Yeah. Yeah, because I think both of us came from kind of, uh, you know, having immigrant parents, very traditional backgrounds. It's like, well, you go get a job and a career that makes you money and get get you a house for your family and your kids, or you chase your dreams, or you could do that for a little bit. No, no, you never chase your dreams for a living. You're not allowed to do that. No, no, no. Do that for like you said. You could try it out, but you should always, you know, you're just. You could dabble. You could have it as a hobby because most of the time it doesn't work out. So that's that's kind of how you're raised too. It's like you have once you have a family, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You have to sacrifice that's everything. Right. It was all about sacrifice. Oh my gosh, being a parent is all about sacrifice. If if you weren't sacrificing anything, you're not parenting correctly. You're yes. not in a marriage, a real marriage. Yeah. If you're not sacrificing yourself, yeah, and your desires and your wants for mm-hmm. the the good of the entire family. And the funny thing is, back then, I didn't know any, there, I didn't have a community of actors or anything like that. There were no examples of people that were married right. and having a successful career and such a foreign idea to us or to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got married. Yeah, and I do, I think the deal was, I remember you vividly yeah. telling me that, you know, since we couldn't actively do it at the same time, mm-hmm. pursue our dreams at the same time, you would go first. Yeah. You would 
try it out for five years, Mm -hmm. hopefully getting your big break within those five years. And I don't remember if you said whether or not you made the, you you got that big break, it would be my turn after five years. And so I was like, all right, sure. Why not? I I still have this this baby weight on me and I'm trying to adjust to being like a mom. So go ahead, you do that. Your body didn't go through any changes. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just like working at nights and, you know, make trying to make money for rent and do that. You know, I felt like it was kind of going okay for a while, but I mean, I was, you were working at night mm-hmm. and I was working during the day. Yep. I was providing the stable like insurance, yes. the, all of that. So that's another reason why it was like, you go first. Mm-hmm. While we have insurance, we definitely need it because we have a child. Yeah. I we started building resentment for you because of that. Right. Because I was like waiting. Yeah. Waiting very impatiently. And our marriage lasted I three years. Up. So it, did. it didn't I, quite yeah. make it to the to that five year mark, obviously, for, for reasons we've already discussed. I felt like since because I worked what, four or five nights a week, I made a good amount of money. Um, I was able to like pay the rent and do all that stuff. And you were able to provide, you know, like grocery money and like the insurance and that sort of kind of safety net. But yeah, going back, like we didn't know how to do this. And I just thought, okay, maybe we can. And after that first year, I was like, oh, okay. I feel like we've hit a stride. We're not on the streets. There seems to be a little bit of balance. But yeah, the whole idea was that after five years, I just assumed things would work out. I was like, yeah, five years. Of course, it's going to work out. You just got to, you know, will it into existence. And I I really, I really did try. And but I had no direction. That was the main thing. I just kind of was like, throwing things at the wall, see what would stick, um, working with friends on their short films, doing little film festivals here and there. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool, we're making stride. I think that final year of our marriage, a friend of mine was working at an agency. So I got my first like, TV agent. And I was going on mm-hmm. auditions for like TV and film finally after, you know, the first couple of years of only doing commercials. So you, so at that point, the resentment started to build for you. Yeah. Especially, I think it was pretty, to be completely honest mm-hmm. with you, pretty immediate because first what? of all, why should, why should you go first when I'm the one who grew up in a performing family? Yeah. I am the artist. And you just fell into this. You did show choir and what? You did show choir and what? You did show choir and what? What else? Like I, since I was two, have been on stage. So why should you get to go first? <laughs> yeah, really tell tell me how you really feel. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. But sure, why not? Yeah. After you, I'll let you try it uh-huh. out. But let me show you how it's done because I'll show you. I'll show you. And the funny thing is, I'll show you. <laughs> The funny thing about that is like anybody who asked, I was like, yeah, she's the real, real performer. I knew that. Like, I understood that. Like, I had no, I had no like weirdness about it. Reservation. If, you know, when we were still together and people would ask, oh, you know, be like, oh yeah, you know, my wife, like she's the real performer, but she's giving me the chance to do this thing. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Just doing my best. I'm sorry. I'm not make her proud. I'm sorry. I'm not a natural performer like she is. But you know, I I try my best, and I honestly think it wasn't like a show choir. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? I might not be a trained performer, or wasn't, but I at least had a personality, and I try to ride that as far as I could, and I I wrote it decently. I'm still doing it. You did. Yeah. So now, yeah. After. 
Oh man. Yeah. And, and, and so even after the divorce, right? So we got divorced and then you tell me where, where your headspace was at that point. We got divorced. You already had that resentment. Well, I still had a kid to take care of. Yeah. So there was no like, okay, now that we're divorced, I get to do whatever I want. I get to pursue my, my, my dreams. Mm-hmm. I still have my kid. Yeah. So I'm going to make the right choice and do the right thing right. and sacrifice, continue to sacrifice. Yep. And how dare he continue to follow his dreams? Yeah. That's where I was at. Yeah. And so the sensible thing for me to do was to continue to do stable office work because I'm a really great at, at I'm a really great admin yeah. kind of person yeah. and like office person. Like I'm, organizing I and, those and- Taking notes and lists and, um, and and boxes and yeah, squares. Yeah, so I worked. You're a square. You're a square. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's the safe. It's the safer route yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so when I saw you continue to do that, even when I moved to La Vista mm-hmm. with you know had a whole new family and I was you know stable, we had money. I still was feeling really resentful and projecting that onto you. And yeah. I remember one day you came to the door to pick up Max mm-hmm. and you said something like, you know, you can still do it. Yeah. And I literally was like, how dare you? Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah. My whole life revolves around making decisions to, you know, keep my kid alive yeah. and make the best decisions for him. Like if I chose acting, that would be so selfish. Yeah. You know, like what you're doing, selfish. Yeah. So I was very, very judgmental. I was in shock that you would say that you were just in this place where like you were trying to encourage me yeah. that it's possible. Of course, it would be you know, not as convenient as living this comfy life. It would take some work. It would take some logistics and planning and uncomfortable like moments, but it's possible. If you want something bad enough, you make it happen. And right. I'm realizing that now after how many years and after after therapy, after realizing that cultivating my joy meaning it means not denying myself of who I am, a performer, a singer. And it means actively, actively going after it mm-hmm. and carving out space, time and doing the work to create yeah. and to be to make content. And now that they're older, honestly, both my kids, it's like, like just now I'm like, I'm going to go record the podcast with dad. So go to the room and don't come out. Yeah. And Max is like, okay, cool. Do you want me to close this door? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So he understands like they're very independent. And so even though if, even if I wanted to maybe in earlier years in their lives, it's definitely easier now that they can really understand. Yeah what I want and what I want to do and that this is who I am and that they have their own spaces to kind of just go entertain themselves for an hour or so. So I'm believing in it now, even though before I didn't, and I'm no longer projecting that onto you. I'm no no longer resenting you for that decision. Um, And, and it, I realized too, it's, it was really unhealthy for me Mm -hmm. um, to not take responsibility for my lack of a creative outlet right like you were kind of like not playing the victim but you definitely felt like a victim because you felt like you were in control and i I, and i remember that conversation i remember that conversation distinctly because you said that to me like you get to do whatever you want and have your own time and this and that and i remember saying to you because initially i was kind of like 
oh, why would, ugh. And then I looked around your place and I saw all the nice things and the pictures and like separate bedrooms and like the kitchen and all this stuff. And it, it occurred to me, I was like, well, this is what you wanted. This is what you chose. Yeah. You chose this. Yeah. And this is the path you chose. Yes. I remember I felt like we, if not had a breakthrough, we came to some sort of understanding at that point. Because I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I there are times when I do have money and I can treat myself. But a lot of the times it's just struggling and wondering if I'm doing the right thing and doing it because I have to. Because what am I going to start some like nine to five, make 30K a year, not be able to support any anything in my life or with or anything like that and at that point it was almost it was like the point of no return for me and not in in a negative way yeah. but just more like all right well i gotta buckle down and act like pursue it yeah you, you have to commit yeah make this you made this choice mm-hmm. and you're gonna commit to yeah. it yeah and i think yeah. that was kind of when i also really buckled down and decided that and the, okay so let's rewind a little bit so when we were going through a divorce, mm-hmm. the funny part, what well, funny thing about that was that was like our third year of marriage, right? That was when I booked my first TV gig. The irony of that. Mm-hmm. That was the year I actually had yep. a really solid year. I had like two national commercials running. I walked the red carpet. The only time I've ever done that. Very first TV j- job I, I booked, I did that. And I was like, man, if only things had worked out. Like, I wonder how things could have been different. I remember thinking that for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, I broke my leg that year. And so <laughs> any and all- mo- Walked the red carpet with, with crutches. crutches. Yeah. And any and all mm-hmm. money and advances I had made kind of, you know, kind of came crashing down. But I, I did learn a valuable lesson um, in that that I it is possible that I could do it and that I would keep doing mm-hmm. it. You know, and and then I remember you guys moved from where you were in the valley to Playa Vista, and that was really hard. That was really hard because driving all over town um, for auditions and my jobs and all this stuff, and then trying to make time to go see. And I think that also increased the resentment that you had. Like you're like, oh, he's just kind of doing Mm -hmm. his own thing all the time. It's like, no, every day I'm driving like two, three hours a day just in traffic. You know, going from place to place in L.A. And if you know L.A. traffic from the valley to the west side to anywhere else in L.A., it's a freaking nightmare Nightmare. when the 405 is your lifeline every day, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it was a interesting time of learning for me and having to learn how to commit. And I I would say. I'm 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 really proud of you for continuing. Like, are you sweating because it's a really hot day? Yeah. And, um, and I had to turn the AC off for the so, sound. <laughs> but I want to say, you know, good for you for continuing to pursue that, whether or not I was resentful or jealous or like, yeah. you know, however I felt like you stuck to your guns and um and yeah, you I mean, you're not <laughs> what I was gonna say is I still have most of the time, yeah. which allows you to do that, yeah. allows you to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm grateful for even, um, you know, my ex um, who really provided a stable place for in the time that we were together. Yeah. And I'm grateful for him now, even still, because he still close by uh, watches and, over yeah. him, cares for him. Um, and what I wanted to say is that 
you know, good for you for continuing to pursue that. Good for you for, you know, eventually coming to this realization or not realization, but coming into your own in terms of your your parental duties, because I think for a while there was a struggle for you to balance that. Um, Literally, because I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand. I literally had to find a balance (laughs) for like a year and a half. I was learning how to walk again. Yeah. But I mean, now, especially now that he's older, he's a teenager, he's in middle school. Mm. Um, although you don't see him every single weekend, every week, I can rely on you to to be there from in other ways. Yeah. And he calls on you. Yeah. And we found something that works mm. so that you can continue to pursue your dreams. Yeah. I have personally found something that works for me so that I can have a creative outlet. Right now, I'm just like really present on social media and trying to create content for myself, whether it's a dumb TikTok duet or a cover of something yeah. or, you know, some just anything because I'm a performer and that's my stage right now. Yeah. I am right now doing it for myself and actually booked a gig because they were looking for people through their social media, yeah. which really was affirming and validating for me because I really wasn't doing it for anyone else but myself and and someone noticed and so I got to do a stage um a stage reading of a brand new musical and literally none of us had auditioned it was through word of mouth and through casting team and um creative team looking through our social media and the work that we've put out on social media so that was really cool um and it helped me kind of like with you mm-hmm. when you got your big break to remember because I knew already that I could do it. I've done it before. Oh, this is validating. I can do yeah. this. It's not impossible. I actually have a supportive team. Yeah. My co-parents mm-hmm. and my family who who will be there for me if I want to do something like this because they did. You know, you guys did. You came through and and I'm really thankful yeah. that opportunity came around to remind me that it's not impossible to follow my dreams and be a mom. They are not exclusive of each other. It's a choice. But it's so hard to see that. It was so hard to see that with no one to, to, we didn't have married friends really. Like we didn't know anybody else married. We didn't know actor friends who were married or had kids, you know, at that point. So who are we to? Yeah. We beat everyone to it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For better or worse. So (laughs) yeah. We beat through everyone to, Marriage, having kids, and, and divorce. divorce. So yeah, yeah, the trifecta. Win, <laughs> but no, also becoming friends and yes. being a blended family. Yeah. We beat we, we beat them all. Yeah. So uh, we can give all of you advice now. Yeah. And yeah. we still are very good looking and attractive. <laughs> now. Thank you. And we're still doing the dang <laughs> um, thing. Oh, I wanted to say speaking though. Speaking of which, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, I wanted go to ahead. bring up the gratefulness I have that technology also has gotten to the point where we can like for, for example we're podcasting for the first time separately you know like being mm-hmm. able to record and put stuff online and communicate and like get emails and like all these things that allow us to kind of go down the artistic route and enjoy that as many bad things you can literally do whatever you want yeah. put out anything you want you can creators on TikTok <laughs> who are independent artists who no longer need labels yeah. they're producing their own albums they're producing releasing their own singles and, and you know original music and going on tour without a huge budget, yeah. without a, a record label signing them. And it's amazing. Yeah. And so that's really encouraging. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. So these are some of the lessons we're learning. These are some of the realizations we're having. I want to go out a little bit deeper and 
you know, now that we've learned these things, I want to challenge us right now to think about what you would say Mm -hmm. to your younger self now that you know all these things. If you could just, you had, you had like two minutes to go in a, in a time travel machine Mm -hmm. and tell Jim. It's it's called a time, it's called a time machine. Just, it's a time machine. Time, time travel machine. machine. The machine okay. for the time traveling. What will you tell him, the baby Jin? What will you tell him about what you've learned, uh-huh. and you know how how you've how far you've come, and how to balance your dreams and your life responsibilities, whether it's marriage or having a kid or just you know yeah a job. I would say to younger me. Don't change a thing. Don't do anything different. You did everything right. Everything is fine and everything is great. Just keep going. (laughs) Honestly, kind of. It would be a variation of that. I would say, hey, get therapy now. Talk to someone. Don't don't feel like you have to sacrifice your dreams, but also make space for everyone else in your life. One of those ways is to reach out and ask for help. There are people that are- That that was hard for you. Wanting to help you out, wanting to- you to succeed, you have to put yourself and be kind to yourself, be okay with being vulnerable, Um, be kind, because it took a long time for me to understand being kind to people, because I wasn't kind to myself either. That would be the advice I would give just, you know, as far as your dreams go, like things are going to work out, maybe not the way you want it to. But make space for the people in your life who love you and love them back hard that's good i might come up with more stuff later yes (laughs) i can't yeah yeah. he's just (laughs) it's a weird thing having a kid and realizing it's like oh my god that's my kid i i've never felt comfortable around people he's he's just he's just my kid you know so it's weird to have that level of like connection with another person never felt fully open or vulnerable and with him it's like I have to be. He sees right through me and he is a lot of me. What about you? What would you say? He, young Z, young Z. I know I know exactly what I would say. It's it's what I've been working on in therapy for the past 2 years mm-hmm. is cultivate cultivate your joy. There are some people who will never know what brings them joy, what their passion is, mm-hmm. and I have known for so many years and denied myself of that. Yeah. Be simply be out of fear, out of you know, fear. Um, fear of can we get more like more specific? Late, I want. Yeah, I mean, fear of rejection, mm-hmm. fear of you know failure, but also even like laziness, fear of like oh this is going to be hard. Yeah, fear of like inconvenience, uh-huh. fear of missing out or losing out on you know experiences in life because I'm grinding so hard. I don't know, but I would say to myself who is who just had a baby for the very first time, I would say cultivate your joy because when you do, everyone around you, especially your baby, will benefit. Mm-hmm. You will be the best version of yourself. You will have more love to give. You will be happier. You'll have it it's it's overflowing because you didn't sacrifice your own joy. Right. When you cultivate your own joy, everyone else around you is positively affected by that. Right. And and that's what I was scared of, of like, okay, if I choose me, if I choose to be selfish and choose my dreams, 
then my son is going to suffer mm -hmm. because of it, because I chose myself and not him. Right. And that's actually a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. There's space. I know now there's space. And also it is my duty to be a good example to him and my daughter mm -hmm. and show them that when you deny yourself of your joy, of who you really are, your life's purpose, then, you know, it's one a disservice to yourself and your loved ones. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like a slap in the face, an insult to this, whatever this joy is that was given to you, a gift, right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so that, that's what I would say. And I'm realizing that now because the, the more I go on TikTok, the more I post, the more I sing, the closer I get to them, the happier I am with them, the more quality time I get to spend with them because I'm not resentful that like my life sucks and I didn't do anything right. for myself. Like I, I took the time and I invested in myself so that when I feel my, my cup is filled, it overflows mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think the main reason a lot of people also, and, and, you know, you could probably, you can disagree if you want, but it's the idea that, uh, of trying to make a living and you have to make a living and everything has to be stable. The pursuit of that stability and the pursuit of monetary gains takes up so much of our bandwidth mm -hmm. told that we need to have this quality of life and this is what we need to own and this is what we need to drive and this is where we need to live as much as fortunate as we are to be where we're at like it is hard for a lot of people it is very very difficult and my advice to those people would be i that's where i'm i don't know really what to say because there's a lot of people that don't have the people in our lives and the things that we do so um, if there are people like that, it's true. that we Not know. everybody has the same privileges mm -hmm. that we have yeah. in order to say, Hey, go ahead and live your dreams. Mm -hmm. It's literally like a matter of, can you pay the rent? Can you put food on the table yeah. for some people? Yeah. And I'm, I recognize that that's a privilege that I've had all my life mm -hmm. to know that I will never go hungry. I will never be homeless because I have so many people in my life that care for me yeah. and not everyone is blessed with that yeah. privilege. So I want to recognize that. And you're right. There are people who literally have lived out of their car to make their dreams mm -hmm. a reality. Yes. I'm not saying that everyone has to do that, but I want to recognize that people do do that. Um, we didn't have to do that. I, I'm, I make a conscious decision to not live out of your not, car. <laughs> not do that yeah i don't want to do yeah, that of course um but i do know that if i want to cultivate my joy there are some there are some sacrifices and what i mean by sacrifices is not like denying myself of anything it's like what healthier choices can i make what better choices can i make i could either sit on my phone mm -hmm. on social media yeah. for an hour or i can actively go and journal for a little bit and write some lyrics or i can learn to play guitar a little bit better for an hour every week. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I confess I'm not doing those things right now. Mm. I am vegging out on my couch and falling asleep because I'm so tired from my day job, mm -hmm. um, which I really love, but it's not my life's calling. Yeah. I'm good at it. It's not my life's calling. It's a, it's a choice and you can only go as far as like, you'll let yourself go basically. Right. Like I see you put in the work and struggle and like drop everything that you have 
your commitments to go to a callback or an audition that comes up last minute. And for some people, yeah. including myself, the thought of that, that instability, that uncertainty is like, I don't know if I could handle that stress. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put myself through that and have to race across town mm -hmm. and go through traffic to go and possibly get rejected. Oh God. But that is your life. Yeah. That's your life. Rejection. You choose that. <laughs> you choose to go through that nightmare traffic yeah. to go to that super small stuffy space where everyone's sitting or you don't have a seat and everyone, you know, is looks like you. Each other. <laughs> looks like you and you're all competing for the same role. Yeah. And you don't know whether or not and your your value, your worth, your self-esteem is challenged every day. And that is the life of a working actor in LA. But I gotta say know? and so uh, I gotta say to that, it, uh one of the things that have helped me out tremendously is understanding that you spend a lot of time feeling like it is a competition. It really isn't. On the out to the outsider it it feels like a competition and for a long time it felt like a competition. We were talking about, you know, there's space for in our lives for other things. Even in the acting world, there's space, maybe not for everybody, but the more you can build a community, even within those people that are going through the same things you are, nobody's going through mm. it more or less. And we're all going through the same things. As soon as you can relate to that on that level, I think that kind of helps balance a lot of things out mentally, especially in this, mm -hmm. in this grind. You know, it's just a matter of balancing and being kind to yourself, being realistic in the sense that there is space to... Yeah. grow and find your joy, like you were saying. And that's right. super important. And I think, yeah. And to add to that, you know, we were talking about how the way we were brought up is all about sacrifice, mm -hmm. right? You're not doing it right as a parent or as a wife or a husband, if you're not sacrificing and realizing that's programming mm -hmm. Yeah, that we have to unlearn Yeah, and we have to write our own program. Mm. We do not have to follow. Yeah what was written by someone else who isn't living in our shoes today. Mm -hmm. We can write our own book. Yeah. We can write our own manual handbook and um, and make healthy, good choices for ourselves, for our, for our kid. And um, yeah, we don't have to follow social norms even. Like yeah. I would go even further to before we got married. And when I found out I was pregnant, I would say, Z, you don't have to marry Jin. You guys are good friends you will support each other he i trust that he will be there for your kid mm -hmm. but you you don't need to get married would that would that be the actually would that be the advice we would give to our younger versions as a couple I would, right i would i, I agree so i as as well jin and z now as good friends yeah travel back healthy in a friend, time machine yeah <laughs> that would be the advice the, if you us now. The advice from Jin and Z now. Friends divorced now. Years later. How old are you again? Does it, 39? Doesn't matter. How dare you? We don't talk about <laughs> these things, okay? 39 uh -huh. and 38. Damn you old. <laughs> yes. We would, I think we would sell, tell them, we would call them up on the phone and be like, shut up, stop worrying. I would say we would time travel. Fuck the phone. We'll time travel to... <laughs> That Christmas day, announcement day, when we announced to the whole family, we'd bust through the door, be like, hold on. And then talk to talk to us. No, I would go I would go even further. Oh, okay, please. I would go further back. It was the day that I 
found out and I called you and I was like, I'm pregnant. Oh. We're getting married, right? Hold on. I'm getting another call. <laughs> and then like, <clears throat> it would be like, hello, who's this? And I was like, it's me, bitch. Open the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it would be me and you standing at the hotel like door this. being like, stop what you're doing. I know you're going to tell Jin that you have to get married. We're from the future. You don't. Yeah. Like, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why do you need to get married? Yeah. You don't. Think about this. But I feel like your stubborn ass would probably not even listen to your older stubborn ass. <laughs> no, that's actually not true because the day that I found out I was pregnant, my eldest sister, who yeah. is my mentor, she literally yeah. said, like, go to sleep tonight and have a conference, like a, a round table with all the different Zandies in your body, in your mind, in your heart. Yeah. And talk to them and ask them how what to do. And when you wake up, you will know what to do. So if a, an actual fucking physical version of myself came to my door, I'd yeah. be like, yes, whatever you say. <laughs> yes, I believe you. Okay, great. Yeah, that would probably freak me out as well. <laughs> and then I'd be like, damn, you look good, girl. <laughs> to yourself. And then you would remember yourself saying that to yourself when you talk. That'd be mm -hmm. so crazy. Uh, yeah, I. so I, I think I'd kind of agree with you there. We'd have to, you know, sit ourselves down and talk it out and then get us together and be like, do you really want to do this? You know, um, and, and I think that sort of guidance is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Once we actually did get married, man, we're all the people that we could like defer to or ask questions from. And that's cool that your sister did that because she was always very, very like progressive thinking about those things and the way she put things. I remember the first time I, I had kind of like a mini therapy session with her and the way she was talking about things and addressing my younger self. I was like, what kind of hippy dippy bullshit is this? Yeah. And then, new age. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's how kind of everyone. She's very advanced. Very. She's before her turn. Yeah. yeah. And also I want to note that my uncle, my dad's brother, who's a Jesuit priest, emailed me and heard that we were getting married. And I remember his really heartfelt letter, his email. Yeah. His electronic mail, um, if you will. <laughs> was it a, was it to your <laughs> AOL account? <laughs> I probably AOL.com. But he he said, I mean, he's a priest. Yeah, he's a Filipino Catholic priest who literally said, "You don't need to do this. Yeah, don't rush into something that you're not ready for. You know, you don't need to do this." And I was like, what? "Thanks for looking out for me, but I'm pretty sure I want to marry him." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. No bueno. I was not not ready for that. No. I mean, maybe I was, but I was forcing you definitely who was not, who's clearly not ready to do that. Yeah. And I was like, you better. You better. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, you have a whole family and a support structure uh, and you're raised so well. Of course, she knows what's good for me. And therefore, I got to do the right thing. And there is, right. you know, there's there are better decisions. There's no right or wrong. There's definitely higher percentage choices, better decisions you can make. But, um, I, you know, you're not capable of understanding that when you're 26 and freaked out about everything. Yeah, you can make a less ideal decision, but it might be better for you in the long run. You just don't know. Um, and not knowing is the scariest part, I think. Just existence. And I will add, not knowing is the scariest part. And to counter that, you can confidently walk through life even in the face of uncertainty, yeah. if you love yourself. 
and you're enough for yourself and you know who you are. But we as a 25 and 26 year old couple mm-hmm. did not know who we were. Absolutely not. <laughs> and I can say with confidence now that we know who we are and we can confidently confidently walk through life even in the face of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or even five years from now. And I love life. I love myself. I yeah. love I love my family. I love where I'm at and I'm embracing and I'm every, every aspect of life. And I'm so grateful. I'm walking in gratitude and it took so long to get here, but I'm happy and I'm happy that I made it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, happiness is a daily choice I'm trying to make. Sometimes I struggle more, sometimes I struggle less, but I understand that aiming for your dreams, you just kind of have to have a general compass of where you want to be ideally, and then make room for everything else in your life as well, including chasing your joy. So you mean it's not always about you? Is that what you're trying to say? I think that uh, I I don't know, I might have heard this somewhere once or twice. But uh, sometimes it's not always about you. I hope you learned something from us. (laughs) Till next time. Thanks for joining us on We Used to Be Married. We used to be married. Bye. Bye.